Ho, 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 everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of Reboot Already Underway, our second Christmas episode. I am one of your hosts, Jacob Jingle Bells Lacey, joined again, as always, by Aaron Holiday Han. And, are, we, are we really doing and, this again? And David Silver Bells Becker. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of this podcast. <laughs> Secondly, why are, you, why are you Jingle Bells and I'm Silver Bells? Like, you got to think of something better? No, I, I don't know another Christmas word that starts with B. <laughs> like, like... You, I just let everyone know if you if it's Christmas time and you cha- if your name is Mary and you change your name to Merry Christmas on Twitter, I hate you to your core. <laughs> we got like, 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 my, like my one my one friend on Twitter. His name is his name's Jack, but it's Jack's roasting nuts. Like oh, like that's Christmas. <laughs> like, that's not even close. That's not even a pun. I. Just, I so do not associate me <laughs> we with have, any of these. We have a great show ahead of you today, guys. We're going to talk about uh, the biggest upcoming movie week we've ever had. Nine movies coming out Oscar this bait. week. It's Oscar <laughs> bait week. Um, we're going to talk about our ninth favorite movie of all time. David's also going to share his ten and his honorable mention or so. Um, but first, guys, let's talk about Christmas movies. I love Christmas movies. Sometimes. I love a few Christmas movies. I also hate a lot of Christmas movies. What are your guys' favorite Christmas movies? Mm-hmm. Well. Just someone take it away. I, I mean, I love... I love... Now, can, can, we all, can we all agree on Die Hard? We can all agree on Die Hard, but I'm going to start with a controversial do, do we, one. Do we count Die Hard, though? We count because Die Hard. I count like, Die Hard. Do we count... I it, count it's Die Hard. set at Christmas. We count think... Die Hard. <laughs> we count Die Hard or the podcast is off. <laughs> I, I Die Hard is an essential Christmas movie. I count it. Yes, I agree. Die Hard. Um, I'm going to start with a controversial one, guys. One that I know you guys probably hate to your core. But I've watched it every year for Christmas since it was released, which was in like 2007, I think. I don't know. I'll look it up. But it's uh, a little Reese Witherspoon, Vince Vaughn <laughs> film called Four Christmases. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? No. We watch it Four every Christmases. year. Have you guys seen it? No. I've seen. I don't think I've seen the whole thing. I think the thing I've seen just parts of it. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Um, I've stayed. I've stayed away from this movie, probably for good reasons. Honestly, no. It's not that bad. It has. It, that's it, that's <laughs> how I want to. Every single thing in my life, I want to open with that. <laughs> oh, that food! That food wasn't that bad, but I paid like six hundred dollars for it. No, no, no. Before Christmas. Oh, that date. That date wasn't that bad. <laughs> Four Christmases, a good family <laughs> flick, kind of. Eh. It, it's a little raunchy at times, but you know we watch it with the family. family yeah, we oh watch it with goodness. the family, um, and it's uh, it, it's just a good, feel good kind of film at the end. And, you know, Vince Vaughn, he's doing his Vince Vaughn thing. You know, he's uh, the, the only thing he ever does. Yeah, his only his <laughs> only role he's ever played. Um, but for some reason, the first time you watch it, you're like, these jokes aren't funny. Second time you watch it, okay. And now, like, years, like, I guess it would be, like, almost eight years later now. I'm just like, everything in this movie is hilarious. Why do I love this movie so much? So, yeah, that's a Christmas tradition in the Lacey household um, for Christmas. Why did you make that your, your uh, tradition? I, I, any- I wasn't the one. My stepmom and my dad love it. That It's one of their favorite movies. So, that would be why. Um, but guys, what what, do you, what is one of your Christmas traditions that you guys watch every year? David, what do you got? 
Uh, it's not a Christmas tradition, but I every year I always watch the classic Christmas movie Jingle All the Way. Oh yeah, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. No, another it's one that's mild. awful. <laughs> Just bad. That one is ph- phenomenal. It's no. <laughs> It's such a good movie. I've heard Aaron, so many people this Christmas season like praising this film. They're like, "This is a classic," and I'm like, "No, oh, there's it's there's so some bad. there's some real revisionist it? revisionist he, he history has, on this he film." He has the unforgettable statement, "I'm not a pervert. <laughs> I just want a turbo man doll." But he says it with a Schwarzenegger accent, which I mean, I don't want to impersonate because I know I'm going to kill it. So, not a pervert. I just want turbo man. <laughs> Jacob, I have the worst accents. I tried to do a Saeed accent last week, and I could. It was horrible. Were you incredibly racist? No, I was doing his British, like not his like character British. Accent. Yeah, because yeah, his the actor's, the actor's British, so I was trying to do his voice. Oh, that's even more racist. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, those British people. <laughs> um, no, yeah, this, jingle this all the way. This is why we replaced Saeed with Zayn Malik in the casting segment. Yeah. If you guys yeah. can think back that far. Yeah, it's and been that a while. Was, Phenomenal casting <laughs> on my part. Oh, but, uh, all the way, David. I'm with you on this one. It's not a good movie. I love watching it though. You know, you know, it's that Turbo Man. Turbo. Yeah, Anakin I don't know. Skywalker. It just, it just it? makes me happy. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron why do you hate Jingle I'm, All the Way? I'm not. <laughs> I, why do you I hate my hat? Get behind this movie. It's just. Well, it's not good. No. I don't know. I haven't actually seen it in like a couple years, but... Aaron, if we're gonna do this, if we're gonna dissect every Christmas movie, no Christmas movie is good. You got Die Hard, that's about the only, like, really good one. There are plenty, there are plenty of good Christmas movies. Like Tell Home me Alone? one. Tell me one. <laughs> well, yeah. Aaron? Home Alone's pretty good, yeah. Oh, well, I was gonna first go with one, because you guys were getting to, like, traditions. Oh, yeah, go so for One of the traditions in my household is to watch Miracle on 34th Street. I have never seen this Christmas. movie. It's like an older film. It looks it's basically hella boring. <laughs> this 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 man gets like wrapped up in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade as yeah. Santa, yeah. and then he becomes their mall Santa for the year, and then he starts to tell everyone that he actually is Santa Claus. Oh, and then they eventually have to go to court to prove whether or not I, he is I've the real this. Santa Claus or not. I've you're the this. one always criticizing movies for taking them to court. <laughs> now you're bringing us. I'm one. criticizing animated movies. Ah, okay, all right. Not, not all movies. All right. And I'm not saying this is one of my favorite movies. It's just every single year okay, this is no, the one I, I we watch yeah it's just a tradition i got you this house so um yeah i've never seen this movie and i don't know if it's just because when i was little it looked really boring to me but i'm sure now if i watch it i'd be like i can appreciate this film but i don't know yeah i mean it is in black and white so when you're like you're a kid you're like do i have do i have to watch this there's no, <laughs> yeah. there's no pretty colors guys Bringing me to my least favorite Christmas movie of all time, It's a Wonderful Life, also known as Screw You, This is a Movie That People Like. <laughs> I just remember how long that movie is. Oh my god, it's so long and it's so pointless. <laughs> Isn't it like three hours? It's gotta be close no, to no, three no, hours. No, 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 no. Definitely not three it, hours. It no. feels like three hours. It feels like it. it. it um. So a wonderful there's like life. 12, there's like twelve acts in it. You're like, oh crap, yeah. we need another. Yeah, like, we're oh, gonna throw another His one. brother's in. going off to war. We're gonna watch that for some reason now. Oh, that's totally in the spirit of a Christmas oh. film. 
Oh man, it's two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's actually it's... really long for this type of a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're so like, long. oh, I want to watch a little fun little Christmas film. Everyone loves It's a Wonderful Life. My mom and my stepdad watch it every year. Much prefer the Four Christmases tradition, if I'm being honest. Um, I feel like I, if I had to pick my poison, I would take Four Christmases too. <laughs> But here's the thing. I mean, I'm not a life. big defender of It's a Wonderful Life, but like, I feel like I have to be in this company. <laughs> like you said, <laughs> you Four Christmases <laughs> is better. Have you I'm seen not saying that it's better. I'm just saying, have you I'm seen saying, it? I'm not saying that it's better. I'm saying that if I have to be part of a Christmas tradition and sit down with my family, I'd rather sit down. How long is Four Christmases? I'd rather like only spend an hour and 20 minutes. I'd rather only spend an hour at twenty minutes. Is this is this to get away from your family sooner? Is that, is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you that nailed it, Aaron. But then you nailed the spirit like, of the holiday. <laughs> I could also be like, "Hey, Vince Vaughn, you do you, do your Vaughn Vince thing, you know." Vaughn Vince. Hey. No, all right. So it's a wonderful life. I give it a lot of crap. It was one of those movies that I'm like, movies that I hate that everyone else loves. We did that way back, like episode six or something of the podcast. It's been a long time. But, um, I can appreciate this film for what it is. I just know that when I watched it for the first time, I was like, didn't really like that. Watched it the second time, I'm like, yep, I definitely do not like this. And I, yeah. So think, think you've already spent four hours of your life, four and a half hours yeah. of your life watching, watching a movie it's a wonderful they don't life. Like. Yeah, and it's and it's so or longer if you watch the TV version. With yeah. commercials. We know. We oh, my. Um, so, like, this movie, everything you want to see in this movie takes place in the last 10 minutes. So just put on the last 10 minutes if you want to have a good time. Because that's the good part. David, you got your least favorite <laughs> Christmas movie? Huh? What's your least favorite Christmas movie? Probably um, The Christmas Shoes. What? The Christmas shoes. Have you both both of you what have never this? seen this movie? Take us on a walk, David. Is this, Take us is on this a like walk. based on the song? I know the song. This, this, this is a this is a movie about So what happens is this I need oh, to look nah, I gotta take up. it back. There's there's this girl. Uh-huh. And um they're super poor, obviously, and she gets right. super sick. <laughs> it wouldn't be Christmas if they weren't really poor. Yeah. And, like, she gets super sick, and, like, basically what happens is this guy wants to buy... Basically, everyone dies in the movie, and oh they spend God. their last Whoa, hour. what? Rob yeah, Lowe like, is in this movie? <laughs> so what happens is this little girl's dying, and then, so she dies, and but this guy wants to, like, buy shoes for her because she wants to, like, dance or something. It, it's literally the song. It, this is the song. Is it the song? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, is and then, it literally an adaptation of the song, though. Yeah, it like is. Like the, the the song came first. I and think so. And then they're so. like, we need to make a movie about this song. I think so. Oh no, the book oh. that the screenplay was based on was based on the lyrics written by Eddie Caswell. <laughs> oh no. So oh, it, yeah. it's a movie based on a book based on a song. <laughs> there you go. But David. Continue, please. <laughs> I mean, I, the thing is, I don't. I've seen it like once, and I've like vowed never to watch it again. Oh, probably for good reason. 
but like I just remember that it was pointless. I'm like, oh wow, she's not. You you bought all these. Sh- oh. Like I came and <laughs> you bought I, shoes I literally... for a dying person. Oh, what a waste of money! <laughs> <laughs> you could have spent it to make her comfortable, but no, man. <laughs> Aaron, what's your least favorite Christmas movie? All right, I'm going to... I think you guys are going to agree with this one. I'm going to go with a little film called The Polar Express. Oh, my God, it's so bad. (laughs) I'm with you. David, are you with us on this one? I think we need to band together and hate this film. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that that animation style that they were going for. Oh, God, it's Yeah, the weird motion capture, whatever they called it. Yeah, it's it. I'm so glad they, you know. I'm so glad that decided to just on. completely abandon yeah. that. Yeah, that makes oh, it unique. So, Aaron, it you want to take us on a make trip? It unique. You want to take us on a trip with this movie? I mean, this is a film that I was kind of like forced to see because it was like a grade school field trip. Oh, yeah. Like, don't I understand. I, I don't understand. Like, why this was the movie that they picked <sighs> for that? Like. Out of all the movies that you could take school children to, why this is like so PG utterly inoffensive? Animated. They're yeah. like, oh, kids like animated movies. Let's just throw them in there. Yeah, this movie does nothing that could ever offend anyone. It's just like, hey, hey we're on a train now. We're gonna go see Santa. <laughs> cool. Ugh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Indeed, yeah. What do you hate about it, Aaron? I just hate that nerd. No, the nerd, nerd like the, the, no, nerd. the annoying nerd. Yeah, they his, want the space. His voice camp. sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Oh, it's, yeah. It's like the kid that you always try to get away from in grade school, but always like ends up sitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just makes me relive that. Yeah, Polar Express is atrocious. I mean, just the animation alone yeah. is enough to just make you want to like gouge your eyes out. Yeah. No, yeah, of course. And then they, they had to throw in that um that uh heartfelt song in the middle of the movie on the back of the train. Remember that oh, one? Where oh yeah. Are you yep. It's wet. Yeah. Why can't I find you? <laughs> That's not the right song. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's talk about some lesser known Christmas movies we love. Um I want to talk a little bit about uh, Iron Man 3. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. I just knew that would frustrate Aaron. Oh, uh, oh all right. Um, so, Moving on. I'm going to switch to a, a, an actual lesser-known Christmas movie, but I need to think of one first. David, what's what's a Christmas movie you watch that you feel like not a lot of people do every year? Um, well, Veggie Tales mm. and the story of Buzzsaw Louie. Buzzsaw Louie. Oh, no, that's the one where they got, like, the toy or whatever. And they, yeah, like, the, they all the toy that the saved Christmas. Yeah. The toy that saved Christmas, yep. Uh, and he has a buzzsaw that, and he ends up just making furniture for the entire town. But like, they're vegetables, so how do they use furniture? Like, <laughs> seems like there's some real plot holes in this. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom like that's, loves that. That's going to be our new uh, recurring segment after the top ten is done. We're just going to be dissecting plot 
Tales and Veggie Tales. Oh my! Just... Oh, just in Veggie Tales? Because <laughs> we think could just do that. That would be great. Just dissect. I mean, we we could expand beyond that, but because <laughs> like there's plenty that... of material. Though. Yeah, I I always watch that because um, my mom loves it. It's like thirty minutes. It's quick, so I, like I don't have to like <laughs> be invested. Painful, painfully like antagonize myself through like two hours of a Wonderful Life. I'm like, she's like, yeah, let's yeah. watch a Wonderful Life. I'm like, boy, what about Buzz Lou? She's like, you're right. But yep, we're watching Bus All Louis. <laughs> Cuts it down. Oh Super stud. Guys, this is not a lesser known Christmas film, but this is one that I think should count. And I'm going to fight for these two movies to count. And we're going Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Nope. Man, yep. I wish I could relate to you on some level. Oh, wait, I can't. Because I've seen so two Potter of these movies. And the Sorcerer's Stone. There's a big they're, segment of the they're, film. It's they're Christmas. not Christmas The big movies. segment of the film is takes place. This is even less Christmas. defendable than Die Hard. Because at least Die Hard less all takes defendable. place. The entire film takes place on Christmas. But you um, can't just take one scene out of the movie. Um, you know what? I right, the B-movie glad I didn't, a Christmas movie, the too. Movie. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't include the nice guys, or else I would be burned at the stake, I guess. Yeah, Aaron. What yeah, about you? A, a lesser known Christmas film, maybe you watch every year that you feel like doesn't get enough credit. Well, this isn't one I've watched every year, but this might become a yearly tradition. Okay. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh my God! And parts one <laughs> and parts two. Maybe, maybe we'll see. You just gotta go parts two. It's all the same film. Exactly. You just gotta you gotta watch the forty minute segment. That's just clips of the movie you had just oh watched. Oh my god! It's not oh complete without that god. experience. I, I mean, just... that's that's the true spirit of the holiday, though. Is watching some guy just up a Santa Claus and murder a bunch of teenagers. Oh, I thought the true spirit of the holiday was repeating the same thing over and over and pretending like that, it's new. That... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, burn! I wonder, roast I wonder how Christmas. Much of this podcast, like, I wonder how much of our podcast series is just Jacob laughing. I like all the hours we it's have. Probably a lot. Probably too. I, much. I say, I say, we have a solid hour and a half to two hours of just Jacob laughter. <laughs> you probably. Maybe we can release that one week. We're just having like. Oh an my off god! Week. Should I just do a supercut <laughs> the entire podcast? Yes, that would be amazing. Because like whenever Jake laughs, he just lets it. Like I usually say something really funny, and he just lets it go. That's <laughs> he just got got a nice little like humble brag in there. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. I mean, I'm not that funny, but Jacob thinks I am. <laughs> Guys, let's just quick fire some Christmas movies we watch every year. So just toss them out as you think of them. What are you saying? Alone. Home Alone, of course. Home Alone 2, Return of Donald Trump. That, that uh, was playing on AMC uh, tonight instead of The Walking Dead because there's these weird mid-season finales that I just don't understand. Like I do, but like... Oh, it's the half-season over? Yeah. Like, oh why God, are we going to break up the half-seasons? Just They always do that, though. I know, but I'm, I, I understand that they always do that. I'm just like, just let it run. They... Like, they we're so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop and think about whether or not they should. With the, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, oh. Elf. What about I, I'm not a elf. big fan yeah, of Elf. I was just going to say Elf. I, I know everyone else thinks Elf is just the best Christmas movie that was ever made, but I like it fine, guys. Let's calm down with the Elf love. It's a fine film, but it's but not it like... Is, 
it was an instant classic when it came out. So I think, you okay. know, it's like sure. there's like no one who didn't like that movie. Like That's you could you could point. be like not as enthusiastic about it, but everyone at least have you seen if, have you seen the uh the fan theory how elf and stepbrothers uh no, universes are the same universe? No. No, but I'm sure it's just as convincing as all those other fan theories. <laughs> Mace Windu is Snoke. <laughs> happening. Um let's see. Uh there's there is you guys huh you guys uh big on christmas vacation oh yeah how did we not mention yeah. that okay oh okay. yeah christmas vacation is okay. solid my dad likes all the vacation movies so usually you know around whatever we think about going to las vegas we just watch vegas oh, yeah. vacation that one are you not you good. even get to vegas vacation i love it though i love vegas, vegas vacation is a class i love vegas yeah. vacation it's really Vegas not Vacation's good. not a classic. No, it's I not. I like it more. Vacation I love it. And Christmas Vacation are the classic. I like Vegas Vacation more than just uh, Vacation. Oh, oh really? wow. I, I mean, I can see that, but I, I personally... Yeah, I mean, I want to go to the casino hard to... where I can go play war. I mean, who doesn't want to go to the casino yeah. and play war? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or guess, guess the number. Vegas is seven. very, uh, very slapsticky. I mean, I guess they all are, but this, like that one's like super big on the slapstick um let's see we got we've got oh we were just talking about planes trains and automobiles which is technically thanksgiving but i count it for but you can't count it because then you lose it as a thanksgiving film and you need thanksgiving oh god we need thanksgiving films (laughs) no we don't Aaron. (laughs) we well where are you gonna watch a thanksgiving oh my god football and the parade there you go thanksgiving's done Thanksgiving. What do I want to watch football? Everyone, I'm going to go on record and say Thanksgiving is the worst holiday of all time. And I mean, I'm not a huge defender of Thanksgiving. And I think the fact that it doesn't have a lot of movies about it seems to indicate, you know. Yeah, maybe we all really agree. The best. That and Easter, you got like, why are there not new Easter movies? You got... Exactly, super cut that laughter. I was just gonna. I just see if I could get a reaction. Just because she's Native American. What? Wait, what? I said hop. No, I thought David said Pocahontas. I did. Oh my god, no! As a joke. I didn't even hear that. Should we count? Should we cut that? Should that be cut? No, it's it's fine. Okay. Um. I, I hate it myself right now. Um, so there's, uh, of course, we talked Wait, about it last did you week. Say hop? Yeah, Hop is an Easter film. Yeah, okay. So I said if there's no movies about a holiday, we should just get rid of it, like Easter. <laughs> well, what about um, the House Bunny? Because that's an oh Easter man, movie. I love the House Bunny. I'm How not is even the house kidding. Bunny an Easter movie. There's a bunny in it. it. There's a, a bunny in it. A Playboy bunny. It's, that's, it, what, that's what I wanted to know. Is it just because there's a bunny in it? And Miss March. Hey. Miss March counts too, I guess. All right. Um, what? One more. But you know what? You know what? Holiday has plenty of movies. Halloween. Halloween. That proves it's a good one. That means it's the best one. You know, it has two movies that I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> New Year's Eve. You've got New Year's Eve. What about Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day has the Valentine's Day movie, and it has exactly. My Bloody Valentine, right, Aaron? It did. It has My Bloody Valentine 
and the remake. Mm, mm. All right, guys. I think we've talked about Christmas movies enough. If we forgot your favorite Christmas movie, I'm sorry. Pick better Christmas movies. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Leave us a comment if, if you have a better Christmas movie. But honestly, for Christmas, TV's where it's at, honestly. So. Yeah, the TV oh, specials. Also, I forgot. I wanted to issue an official, an, an official apology for last week. Um, I was down on Star Wars. And I was like, Collateral Beauty's gonna get a lot of awards. I should have been the other way around on that. Collateral Beauty got horrible reviews. I'm sorry if I tricked anyone into seeing that film. So, I don't think, we can't discuss this on the podcast because it's spoilers. But I, I was reading up some stuff on Collateral Beauty. Okay. And I, it's so much worse than even I thought it was going to be last <laughs> oh, week. No. I'll, I'll tell you about it later, okay. though. Thank you, thank it's you. Spoil, it's, it, there's plot twists. Oh, it's Okay, guys, now we're going to move on to the upcoming movies of the week, and this is the biggest week of upcoming movies we've ever had, so <clears throat> here we go, guys. You ready? We're going we're gonna to quick fire through some of these because I'm not sure we have too much to talk about some of them, so too much to talk about with some of them. I know how to speak. Um, here we go. Let's start with Assassin's Creed. This one we probably have more to talk about than other movies. This is a movie I keep forgetting exists, which is never a good sign for your movie. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm always reminded it exists, but I keep on forgetting that it's coming out yeah. this soon. Yeah. Like, it feels like they've been marketing this for, like, a year, and it still feels like it's, like, a year away. Oh, my God. So, they showed some footage at the Game Awards, all of which I'm like, this just doesn't look good. Everything I saw, I'm like, this looks... Not good. It looks Michael Bay almost like Michael well, Bay. See, the thing is, you go, man, this movie's gonna suck. But I'm gonna go go into it with an open mind. I'm like, no, you're not, because you just said the movie's gonna suck. So no, I'm going in with an open mind. I, I'm going in wanting to see a good movie because if they can do a good movie, I'm gonna be like, awesome. We have our first good video game movie besides Silent Hill, which I will count as a good video game movie. Silent Hill. Yeah, the original Silent Hill. No. Oh, yeah. No, what? Yeah. What about the original Mortal Kombat? Come on. Guys. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, dude, the original Silent Hill. Oh, uh, no, no, I'm right. with you, David. Mortal Kombat, that's, that's amazing. Classic. Classic. Wait, what, Classic what does he say? Now. What's the line that uh, Raiden says or whatever, where he's like, uh, uh, flawless victory after he got, like, hit a thousand times? <laughs> it's like, no, that's not what flawless victory means. <laughs> Did anyone play the oh. game? <laughs> Don't you buy the movie? No, no probably no. not. Um, so Assassin's Creed, I hope it's good. I do want it to be good. But as soon as they said 20% of the movie will take place in the past, I'm like, well, there you go. You lost me already. That's the only interesting part of Assassin's Creed. Right. They, Michael, the, the future parts of the games are the most boring parts. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, why would you base your movie around that? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe it's like a six-hour movie, meaning like... No, few hours I think are going to be like... I don't know how long it is, actually. Let me check. I'm, I'm, I played the first Assassin's Creed. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it until I found out there was a glitch, and then I just lost my... I rage quit mm -hmm. in my uh, trophy hunt. It's an so hour and 56 it. minutes. Hour 56? I'm interested. I hope... I hope it does well because I would just I would love to see more video game movies done well. So, <laughs> yeah, that, definitely. I mean, but the only I'm not one... gonna let my oh, I'm not gonna let my hope drown out 
if it's actually good or not. If it's actually good yeah. or not. I mean, what I about feel Ra- like... What about Ratchet and Clank? Pause. What about Ratchet and Clank? Not good. Enjoyable. Not good. It's, coming not good. Ne- it's coming to Netflix. It's coming, yeah, it's coming to Netflix. Are you for real? Well, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> As well, pause. Season 11. It's always sunny. I've always sunny. I saw yep. that. Yeah. January 3rd. Aaron, I cannot wait. January 3rd. We're, I'm Here's gonna gonna watch gonna it all. We're going to watch the third. Is it the third? Yes, yes, yes. January 3rd. Yes. All right. We're going to watch it all for that week. I'm going to watch it again. on my calendar. And see if my favorite episode of the whole show is still my favorite episode because it was <laughs> awesome. Question. Side yeah. No. When does season 12 start? Uh, is the, it season? It's like I think that it's week. later in January. Oh, really? Okay. Because oh, now 12, I'm going to. Because now I'm going to be able just to move. I won't oh, be able to. Because <laughs> I don't what, have what a days cable do? anymore. Oh, I don't know. Wednesdays, I think. Oh, Let's move on. Let's move on. Assassin's Creed. I'd like to cast the director's adaptation of Macbeth was interesting. Okay. So, yeah, it has I, a good I cast. still no doubt about that. Willing to give this a chance, but yeah. you know, reviews are going to come in soon, and then they're probably just going to like be did, really bad. Did you just see them like, doing yeah. this thing on Twitter now, where they're like promoting all of these like fan reviews of the movie? Where they're just oh, like, that's not, not a good sign. Fans are loving, or no, I forget what it is. Also. Assassin's Creed is a movie for the fans, and then it's like, read all their reviews, and it's like, that's, oh, no. That's what they said about Warcraft. Yeah, oh, it is. And we all remember how that went. Yeah. All right, so let's move on from Assassin's Creed, and let's talk a little bit about Passengers. I was Optimistic? always down on this movie, and but everyone else was, when the first trailer came out, everyone was like, this movie's going to be incredible. You got a great cast. You got a sci-fi premise and everything. No, people were saying that. I am not making this up. Not me. People were really hyped for this movie. So I was was like, like, no, this. So this is. I literally saw the trailer. I probably saw it with Jacob. I was like, Turned on. This could be interesting. And then that was all. Yeah. And then exactly. It's like, well, I'm not. I'm not saying you guys were. I'm saying people. The no, we got you. We got Was you. getting hyped up around this trailer. And it's because thing I have it's no Chris internet Pratt connection. and Jennifer Lawrence. I'm not a part of the internet. And here's the problem with this movie overall. First trailer, you're like, okay, could be cool. I like the shot where she's in the the water and trying to like swim out of it when the gravity gets turned off or whatever. Like that's terrifying. That if that whole movie is just those weird, creepy situations awesome but second trailer it's the same footage just recut with like imagine dragons over it and you're like (laughs) all right so basically you don't want to show us anything else in your movie because these are the only good parts it's (laughs) not the same exact footage though because then they cut the trailer to make it look like a exclusively a rom-com that imagine dragons trailer like they didn't show any of the darker aspects of it at all (sighs) so it's like they the don't... fact that you had Imagine Dragons in your trailer just, like, throws me on a off to start. Like, oh, no, like, <laughs> I don't want yes. any part of this anymore. Um, Why are movies so obsessed with Imagine Dragons? I like Why Imagine Dragons. Why is there Dragons. a movie where kids build a time machine and use it to, to see, see Imagine, Imagine Dragons? Dragons? Why is, like, now that's where I'm like, no, no, no. that exists? No, no, no. That's where it's too far. Darn you, Michael Bay. Darn you. <laughs> Um. All right, so I want to say something about Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. I think Jennifer Lawrence has already hit this point of complete oversaturation in the market, but Chris Pratt is getting dangerously close, and he really needs to start being careful <laughs> because 
he's really he's really testing his goodwill with people. So it's like, oh, you're in you're in Guardians of the Galaxy. We love you in that. You're in Parks and Rec. We love you in that. You're in Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Maybe not the best movie, but we love you in it. We love all of these things that you do in this film. Oh, you're in Magnificent Seven. Okay, not a good movie. You're good in it. You're in Passage. Like that? It's not good. I enjoyed it though. That's what I'm saying. There's there's a distinction okay. to be made, um, and I I think I'm on the opposite side. I think a lot of people didn't like it, but it did make a lot of money. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. But now we're here at Passengers, and we're like, okay, well, you're in it. We got Jennifer Lawrence who. People, I think, still like, but is also on that point where it's like, you're in a little too much now. Maybe just go away for a I, year or two. Is she really in too much? Or are people just confusing her with that <laughs> with other Hayley girl Bennett? again? <laughs> yeah. I'm not well, sure. Okay, so, so, so think about it this way. Acting yeah. is their job. It is. How, like, Can you tell a person not to go and do what their job is and not to do what they like? No, no, no. I, I don't think that's what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is like, be more prudent with your choices in film like because it seems like chris pratt is just taking every job that's offered to him okay how much did they pay him for passengers i probably not much i don't think it has a huge budget look it up look at how much they paid him or how much the budget how much the budget of the film is but yeah i don't think he's trying to say that they shouldn't be taking more work they should just be taking Better, better jobs. I mean, if you're throwing fifty million in my face and they're like being my movie, I'm like, what's it about? Yeah, all right, sure. Well, true, like, but I'm... he already has enough. He has Marvel money. Like, you don't need anything else after Marvel money. <laughs> the budget is 110 million dollars for the entire film. Okay, that's all right. So here's the thing. All right, so Jennifer Lawrence is a great example of this. Um, Winner's Bone. She's great in Winter's Bone. And then you're like, okay, she's going to have quite a career ahead of her. Oh, she gets cast in uh, First Class. You're like, really great in First Class. Uh, Hunger Games. And she was also in Like Crazy, which I've never heard of. And then after Hunger Games, she's in House at the End of the Street. Ugh, bad movie. <laughs> have you seen House at the End of the Street, Aaron? No. Oh, it's bad. Don't watch it. Um, and then after that, Silver Linings Playbook. Okay, back to good Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Catching Fire, back to good Jennifer Lawrence. American Hustle, haven't seen it, but apparently very good in it. X-Men Days of Future Past, she's not good in that movie. She's like the worst part of that movie because she just doesn't care anymore. And you're like, okay, bad Jennifer Lawrence. Mockingjay Part 1, bad Jennifer Lawrence. Serena, bad Jennifer Lawrence. Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2, bad Jennifer Lawrence. Joy, barely good Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse, bad Jennifer Lawrence. And then Passengers, I guess bad Jennifer Lawrence. Like, you don't know what you're going to get with her anymore. Or she's taking, like, these weird jobs that either she doesn't care about and just wants to be in them. Like, I don't understand why. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just... Aaron, I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? Does anyone get what I'm saying? <laughs> but... They're diluting their names a little bit, I think. Like, you don't want to be Samuel L. Jackson, who just takes every job that is ever given But at the him. same time, people are still get hyped for Samuel L. Jackson. In yeah, that that's movie. true. That's true. I don't know what I don't, I'm trying to I don't say, think, I guess. I don't think they're actually at risk of, you know, sullying their name. I think they're just... They can survive a bad movie or two. Oh, they can. They can. They can. I'm not saying... I just think now is the time for them to really just start being a little careful... 
especially Chris Pratt, because like I feel like he's still on the upswing. No, because he's gonna get Guardians Volume Two next summer, and exactly. then it's all gonna be good again. And then it's Jurassic World Two, and then the week after, or no, not the week, the year after that, <laughs> Jurassic World Two. Yeah, which is political, guys, and it's what we all want in our Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> well, yes, kind of, because the so what else is coming? The out? book was. <laughs> Oh, go die. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I'm sorry. All right. Well, yeah, what else is coming out? Passengers. It doesn't look good. No one go see it. All right. Um, also, apparently, it's, like, weirdly, like, uh, what's the, like, like, captive fantasy type movie, which is awkward. <laughs> what? Yeah, apparently, that's what a lot of people I, are saying. I don't know. <laughs> Like, hey, we're the only ones left. Guess you gotta be with me now, kind of thing. Like, okay, yep. So, all right. Then we got Sing, a film that looks uh, trash. Uh, oh my gosh! Oh, but guess what? It's probably gonna make a lot of money. It's gonna make so I, much money. <laughs> everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, we should take our kids to that." Yeah, it's good. Oh, it looks so bad. It looks. Terrible. And, and yeah, but you're previews, right. You know, from all the previews, it looks like it told the entire story already. It, I agree. Like, it, it did. It because honestly did. You get that the, the monkey, the, mo- yeah, the gorilla. Yeah, the yeah you get that beat with him. He's like, like That's you're, my son. You're, <laughs> is in the gang, and then he's like, "You're not my son." And then he goes to jail. And then he sees his son singing. He's like, "That's my son." Like that. Yes. There goes that story. I was arc. Like, like, how could you? Why would you show this? And then. It, it, that's not even the only one. They do the th- same thing with Scarlett Johansson's character, the porcupine or whatever, who, like, catches her boyfriend cheating on her and then, like, breaks up with her. And there's the shot in the trailer where, like, he's sitting on the the couch with his girlfriend or whatever. And she's like, she's not even that good. And turns off, he's like, yeah. And he, like, turns it back on. And she's playing guitar or whatever. I'm like, you're ruining all of your character moments. Why are you doing this? They have literally given away the entire plot of this movie. Yeah. All the yeah. songs, except for, I think, one, are covers. Yeah. It's like... Why would I ever want to see this? They couldn't There's even be bothered to, to write original movie or original it's, music. It's a, they couldn't it's even actually be bothered. The kids' Bob soundtrack. Oh god! <laughs> I, oh my god! And they're like, let's make a movie, and they're like, yeah. Are um, they are they gonna like kids bopify some of these songs? They have like, to, if right? Like, like Anaconda. What, you can't anyone, just sing Anaconda. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's the bunnies going like, oh my god, <laughs> look at her butt. <laughs> you can't you can't keep that in a kid's movie. Like, I don't understand. I guess I do understand. Illumination is making movies for dumb little kids, for parents to take their dumb little kids to go see a dumb little movie. That's all they're making these <laughs> movies for anymore. Even just pick up my kids, three. My kids, once Even... they turn 10, they're seen a rival. <laughs> hey man, it's a good just... film. Just throw them right in there. Um, We're going to start them on a really good diet of just solid movies. <laughs> um, no, that's actually Yeah, it's probably a good character. idea, actually. <laughs> um, the thing the thing with Sing, the thing with Sing, or Illumination Studios, rather, is that Despicable Me 1 I actually really like. Um, it's one of those great movies from that year. And then Despicable Me 2... Not good. No, it 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 lost. It's not. It's not terrible. No, no. 
watchable. It's just not. It lost its heart, basically. It was like, oh, let's watch the Minions do stupid things for about an hour and a half. And maybe we'll have. Speaking a... of uh, <laughs> watching the Minions do yeah. stupid things then, for an hour and a half. We made a Minions movie? <laughs> like, oh yeah. oh, yeah, guys. Oh, perfect. Which there was one good joke in there that I actually legitimately really laughed hard at. And then after that, I'm like, nope, it's all dumb. <laughs> like, and Wait, then, which joke was that? Uh, when they're like trying to go to villain con or whatever and they're in the car with the evil family i'm like all right time for a pit stop and they throw on their ski masks and rob a bank and i'm like okay right, yeah. that was pretty good um but and then after that you got secret life of pets which is abysmal just like lowest common denominator entertainment and now this you're just like what are you guys doing but you are forgetting <coughs> the lorax did which... they do that they did the lorax yeah that's like their second film. After Despicable Me? Yeah, I think so. That movie's and not good either. I I enjoy the Lorax. You got Danny DeVito. Against my best it. judgment. <laughs> you got Danny DeVito and Taylor Swift. What else do you need in a film? I mean... Like Pikachu. maybe... A plot? <laughs> maybe, yeah, more plot. <laughs> All <laughs> right. In this case, less plot, I suppose, or yeah. just or just yeah. like something, some kind of different plot. I'm, I'm. You have to do something with the plot here. I'm just not quite <laughs> sure what, what it is, is, but just fix your plot. That's my general, <laughs> right, guys. general statement on that after movie. This, oh, Dan David's disappeared. <laughs> then after this, we have Patriots Day, the Mark Wahlberg uh, film about the Boston Marathon bomb. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, which I had no clue what it was about until just now. Um, what's the, what's the consensus on this film? Do we know anything about it yet? I've heard that it's pretty good. Okay. Like, it's pretty respectful to the actual, you know, like, heroes of the event. That's good. And all that. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't usually go for, like, these real-life kind of actual terrorist attacks turned into movies. They're yeah. always a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, should we really be making a movie about this? I mean, I get the whole honoring the heroes argument, but at the same time, it's like, you're also, you know, putting the villains out there, not to, you know, it's just like, I don't know. It, here, I don't the thing with these them. kind of movies is that they they paint with broad strokes who the villains are. I think that's right. what you're trying to get at. It's like, all Muslims are terrorists now. Right, that's what I was about to bring up. I was about to be like, after I said villains, I was going to be like, not to say that. And then I was no. like, stop because I wasn't going to say like, not to call these people villains. Because, no. you know, they did. And Aaron, anyone in the right mind can understand people, you're not but, saying that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I meant is like, you can't paint people into that kind of black and white category. Right. And been doing I feel it for like how a lot of these <sighs> Come on. Yeah, so, I don't know. Um, so far, great reviews, though. It's at a 93%, 15 reviews at the moment. Um, great cast. Mark Wahlberg, J.K. Simmons, John Goodman, um, Sean Kevin Monaghan. Bacon. Kevin Bacon, too, yeah. Um, so, you know, if, you get... he doesn't, if he doesn't dance, then I don't want to see it. <laughs> so you're or saying all Kevin Bacon? I, I really don't think it would be respectful for him to dance in this film. <laughs> What if it's like a flashback? That, that's the okay. We'll, we'll we'll go for a flashback. Um, it, 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 that's probably what's at a ninety three percent because there wasn't a Kevin Bacon flashback dancing. Because there was, <laughs> I guess. In the middle. 
All right, let's just move on from that. That would make me want to see it. Um, Guys, why him? The Brian Cranston, James Franco joint. We're going to get a good film from this one, and I can already tell. Nope. No, we're not. (laughs) No, it's going to be horrible. I will be seeing it. Uh, I will be seeing it as well because Marisa really wants to see it. So I'm like, well, looks like I'm buckling in for this bad boy. Let's go. Yeah, and it will be bad. I didn't realize was coming out this soon because I've seen like nothing for it. Yeah. Well, already great cast. You got Brian Cranston, you got James Franco, and you got Megan Mullally. So, you know, that's good. And isn't Keegan Michael Key in it? Yeah, he is. Okay. Probably. (laughs) Oh, also Adam Devine, I guess, is in it. So, cool. Adam Devine, funny guy. Um,. So, mm-hmm. nothing in this trailer makes me laugh, which is scary, because <laughs> I'm like, James Franco, he's my boy. If, if anyone listening to this doesn't know this, James Franco is my boy. Um, I, you know, I love all of his movies, for the most part. You got that 127 hours where he cuts his own arm off. Pretty dark one, but uh, I don't know. I'm not, for, I'm not for a good James Franco movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was great in This is the End, one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, right, Aaron? Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> it's another great Christmas movie. movie right there. Uh, it's not even Christmas. Nope. I don't know what I'm going for. <laughs> um, he had a great little, oh, a movie I forgot to talk about for Christmas, The Night Before, a film that is going to be a tradition for me now. No um, one no one cares about this film. I love The Night it, Before. It wasn't worth bringing up. Here it was worth bringing up, the next and <laughs> James Franco is in it, and he has a great cameo in it. So you know, I love James Franco. I love Brian Cranston. Hopefully, this is good. Hopefully, it, it feels, won't be. It feels way it's, too much like Meet the Parents, and Meet the Parents is not solid. good. Not good. What you don't like? Good. Meet the Parents. It's not Aaron, good. No. What about that? Uh, what about that volleyball scene? It's almost as ne- necessary as the one in Top Gun. It's just like you need to have it. <laughs> The, well, the Top Gun volleyball scene is, the is worst. very necessary. It's the worst thing I've ever seen on film. <laughs> That's not even an exaggeration at that point. <laughs> All right. Well, I am, eh, I'll be seeing it probably. Uh, a Monster Calls, a film that uh, interests me, I think. Um, Felicity Jones, of course, in Star Wars just recently. Uh, mm-hmm. We got Liam Neeson as well as the monster. We got Sigourney Weaver. And then uh, that's about it. Those are the three leads. Um, Pretty great reviews. 85% with 53 reviews total. Uh, We'll be getting awards consideration, I'm sure. um, Because it's just one of those movies. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? This is a film I've been meaning to watch the trailer for. Because I... Don't oh, know like anything about this movie beyond that cast. Like this is a movie I've heard. Like this looks like it has potential, but I haven't actually gotten around to watching the trailer uh, for it. I won't be watching it. That's all I there needs to know. Oh, man, it, it's it's a nice coming of age film. Um, it, it's oh, so Aaron. It's one of right Jacob's down. favorites. No, that's more of Aaron's favorite. I'm, I'm always down for one, but Aaron's always. Is, he's is, always. is this is this a is this a coming of age film? It or really like, is, yeah. Because I'm there. I'm, um, I'm, that's my jam. Here we go. That, we got, that's that's my jam. We we've got some movie info. We got twelve year old Connor dealing with his mother's illness, a less than sympathetic grandmother, 
and bullying classmates find a most unlikely ally when a monster appears at his bedroom window. Ancient, wild, and restless, the monster guides Connor on a journey of courage, faith, and trust. Toby Kebbell plays Connor's father, and Liam Neeson stars in the performance capture and voiceover as the nocturnally visiting monster of the title. Interesting. Directed by J.A. Bayona, who also did The Impossible, which I've seen, actually. Um, so I've seen one of his films. I didn't quite like The Impossible, and is, it was... Is that the guy who did Eagle Eye? Or no, am I no, confusing no, no. him with the other guy? He did... Because there's, there's two directors that have just, like, weird initials. He's only and done these I get three them confused movies. all the time. He did The Orphanage, The Impossible, A Monster Calls, and now he's doing the Jurassic World sequel. Right, I know he was doing... I know this was the guy doing the Jurassic yeah. World sequel. Um... So, interesting. I I will probably be seeing this, but I don't know. I don't know if it's going to get a wide release, to be honest. If it does, I'm there. But if not, you know, I'll wait, and I'll see it before uh, awards, because this will definitely be one that gets nominated. Uh, so, I, I don't see it getting nominated for Best Picture. No, not Best Picture, but, like, an actor or an actress or something. Best okay, supporting. okay. Yeah. Or visual effects or yeah. something. I mean, when I say get gets award consideration, I'm not... Usually okay, saying well, best picture. <laughs> right, right. Oh, what's the next movie coming out? What is the next movie? It's Silence, uh, starring another Liam Neeson film. Liam Neeson and Adam Driver. Uh, and Andrew and, Garfield. Uh, Andrew Garfield, yeah. Uh, directed by Martin Scorsese, one of his first films in a while. Um, so, yeah, I am already excited down. for this. Oh, I mean, just that's you don't all need to you know need. Anything you else. give me that director, you give me that <laughs> yeah, cast. I don't exactly. even need to know anything else. What is I'm it about? There. I, it's about uh, these priests that have to go to feudal oh, yes, Japan. I this. think. Yeah, it's been like it's been like twenty years in the making, hasn't it? Something like that. Not 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 like filming it for twenty years, but no, like twenty years trying to get it made. Making. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think just Scorsese has been trying to get this made for twenty years, essentially. And by all accounts, this film is fantastic. Just fantastic. Everyone's loving it. I remember, it. I remember um, it was a clickbait on Facebook. It's like, this movie's coming out that's been in progress. I was like, oh, I wonder what movie it is. And I was watching the trailer. I was like, oh, interesting. All right. Oh, guys. Candace B is not interested in this film, though. She says, after Scorsese's self-indulgent pornographic mess, The Wolf of Wall Street, I've become wary of his films. We'll wait to hear the reviews from friends I trust. Well, Candace, uh, No. <laughs> Scorsese, Wolf of Wall Street's an amazing film. It was a little is self-indulgent. This one, is this one about but... priests? I'm sure there's not going to be a lot of porn about priests. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a weird uh, transition it there really from Wolf is. of Wall Street to this <laughs> film. It really now. is. Got a nice uh, diversity in your filmography, Scorsese. Yeah, you gotta so have that. that right, let's move on. That's why he's one of the best. You know? It is. Scorsese is. Um, so let's move on to Fences, a film that's gotten quite a few awards already. Um just from smaller outlets, so you can guarantee this will get Academy Awards stuff. Um, Viola Dalis, and who's the other person in it? Denzel Washington. Oh, no, it's directed yeah. by Denzel Washington. And and Starson. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's doing both. Oh, okay. I see, I see. Great. Um, pretty great reviews, 93% already, 41 reviews already, so pretty good sample size. Um, this is one that... I am excited to see 
just based on reviews that from like everyone alone. Like I know nothing about this movie. I know Denzel is in it and he's directing. I know Viola Davis is in it. Viola Davis is a good actress. So I'm like, all right, you guys have sold me. I want to see this. I want to know what's I mean, going on. I here. I have read the the play that this is based on. Oh, okay. I haven't I haven't actually seen it performed, but I took like a drama class in school one semester, and we read this play. So I know like I know what the story is. Okay. And so it's 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 a you know fine play. It's a good play, but. So I'm a, I will be interested to see this, but I feel like it's also one of those films that I don't need to like go out and see right away because I already know the story for it. And also mm. it feels kind of like it's not going to be a really dramatic cinematic experience, you know, that you need to experience in theaters because it is based on a play. So it feels like it's going to be a bit confined, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> to like yeah, I feel yeah. limited settings, limited action kind of stuff just because of its origin i agree with that but also think of a film like moonlight which is also in the same way kind of like a three-act play that takes place in only a few like scenes that's that's true and it it does it perfectly and it's engaging the whole time so so we'll see if uh this can do that as well yeah i don't know i'm excited i'll i'll hopefully see that because i mean i think this is definitely something that's gonna get some acting noms oh yeah yeah for sure I mean, Denzel usually does get an acting nom, even if he's, you know, not in, like, the greatest movie. Because, I mean, Denzel is, like, good in almost everything. <laughs> he's, he's awesome. Um, so, yeah. Let's move on to the final movie of the week. Uh, now, is it Live by Night or Live by Night? I've never heard it pronounced. It's Live. Okay. Live. I just want to make sure. Um, this is a Ben Affleck writer, producer, stars. And does he direct it as well? Yes. So, he's doing, like, everything for this movie. Um, is this the one when he's like wants to take over the mob and like the liquor stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. I mean, I'm sold. I'm sold I'm, right there. Ben exactly. Affleck directing. I'm sold. You don't have to tell that's, me that's anything it. else other than Ben Affleck is doing everything for this movie. All right. He has never <laughs> failed. He's just awesome at this. So I have just... not seen. What was it called? Gone Baby Gone. Was that his first film? I've not Gone seen that Girl? That is his first not, one. Not Gone Girl. No, Gone Baby Gone. Uh, Casey Affleck is in it. Nepotism. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I hear that movie is outstanding, though. But, like, I've heard that's the, great. The Town and Argo, mm-hmm. both great. Yeah, and so. man, I, this is one that will get... Well, they don't like Ben Affleck, though. The Academy does not like Ben Affleck, so they might not nominate this film for anything, so who knows? But I, I'm also a bit nervous about it because, like... It was originally scheduled to come out like a little earlier this year, and then they pushed it back to January, which would have, you know, put it out of Oscar contention. But then, like now, they're doing wide release in January, limited release in December. Right. So I, I, I kind of can't tell if the studio has faith in this movie or not. I, I feel like they might have faith in it critically and not financially, um, because critically. Moving it that far ahead to like January, uh, late December, that kind of shows like a bit of confidence. Like we want to keep this in the mind of people as they vote for the Oscars. Right. But I mean, like um, when they moved it all the way into January, yeah, they weren't even going to give it a limited release in December. It's oh, they like, weren't. That was 
that part of the plane right. at some point. Oh, that's yeah, a little the, scary. Then they added the limited release later. Okay. That's what I'm talking about in the terms of uh, not sharing whether to be confident. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got Ben Affleck in this. We got Sienna Miller. We got Zoe Saldana, and we got Elle Fanning. So that's already a great cast. Also, Brendan Gleeson, who, who, Mad Eye Moody, give me some of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for this film. Uh, yep, just saying that Ben Affleck is directing is already give me some of that. Um, all right, we ready to move on to what have we been watching this week? Who's ready from what I've been watching? Uh, David, we are so ready. Take it away. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, wait. Should we talk about Star Wars first, just real quick? Just well, few, I watched Star Wars. Just a few sentences, just so we can do the big topic about spoilers next week. 4G LTE lit. I agree. It was also 4G LTE lit. Um, yeah, I loved it. Every moment of it. Loved it. Aaron, you want to be the I was, uh, outlier here? <laughs> I'm I'm less enthusiastic about it. Did you enjoy you it? Are. I no, I definitely enjoyed it. I th- I think I told Lacey like I think I'm ranking it like number ten currently on my list of films I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. So it's like I enjoyed it, but I think it has a lot of narrative problems in like the first two acts that you guys seem to be forgetting because the third act was so exceptional no i exceptional, no, you know? i want to after this is done i want to hear your like complaints about it because i'm sure i can answer them and be like mm, no but that happened because of this <laughs> they're not they're not complaints on that man they're just Aaron, structure, I structural problems we'll see but we'll see. Well, we're, we're talking about this next week Aaron, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I, I just really enjoyed the movie i was very surprised with it and i'm gonna leave it at that because and then you can hear my full Review we'll next, next week. week. Uh-huh. Next week, we're going to talk all them juicy spoiler but, bits. But, but guess what? If you're going to give me a new Star Wars movie, I'm going to get lit about it no matter what. It's going to be exciting no matter what. Because guess what? I love Star Wars. I'm going to end my right. thoughts for this film this week on this movie gave me hope that these Star Wars anthology movies might actually be awesome. So I'm kind of in the category that it was enjoyable, but... It, at the same time, you know, like, I do think it has problems as a movie. As, as a companion piece to episode four, I think it's great. As a standalone movie, I think it's flawed. Okay. But, but rebellions are built on hope, Jacob. <laughs> as they reminded us several times. Hey, man, that line... Never mind. We'll talk about it next week. Um, David, what else have you been watching? Um... Watching a lot of Shameless. I'm in season five, and it is just getting better and better and better. Highly suggest you to watch it. It's season six, the current season, one, or seven? Season six just finished, and they got confirmed for season... No, wait, no, 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 excuse me. Season seven just finished, they just got confirmed for season eight. Those seasons one through six are on Netflix. I wonder if eight's going to be like the last one, because that seems to be like when yeah. Showtime will end them. And also eight seasons is they, they way were, too they much. They were talking about <laughs> how seven... They, I guess they were talking that seven was going to be the last one, but the, I guess it just got confirmed. Yeah, Showtime likes to uh, drag out their shows longer than they need to be. Dexter. <laughs> just just going to throw shade at that whenever I can. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to watch it in like a month. But man, dude, Shameless. I'm telling you, it's, it's phenomenal. Like, some... I mean, I- I've heard, good things. Watch it. I've heard good things from you 
and from other people. I've but, only heard things at it's all. Not, from it's not <laughs> a, a show that I think I'm placing a high priority on. Like, there's so many shows I want to get to that this doesn't seem like a show that I need to get to next, you know? Yeah. It's almost years that. before it's over. I, I was at work and someone goes, Are you okay? But like I was just so emotionally like like visibly like emotionally torn up. Like I was sitting at like the desk, like my my <laughs> hands, like, oh my god, is this really happening? Like, I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine, leave me alone. Stop talking to me. But All um right. yeah. So then after Shameless, I watched Goodwill Hunting. Ooh, love Goodwill Hunting. Uh, I had to watch it for class. Like, I always saw it, you know, scrolling through Netflix. Oh, you yeah. should watch this movie. I'm like, oh, wow. It's got, like, a banger of a cast in this. Oh, you yeah. Got, <laughs> banger. You got Robin Williams. You got ben, young Ben Affleck in it. I'm like, oh, young, okay. Young Matt young, Damon. Young Matt Damon. I'm like, mm. yeah. And um, <laughs> I had to watch it because I actually, like, part of my exam was on it. I was like, whatever. But I was very surprised with it. Very happy. It was just a well, it was a darn good movie. It is a darn good film. Yes, I agree. And, and it's not like for like I always hear everyone saying, "Oh, Goodwill Hunting is a good movie or a great movie." You know what I mean? But I also hear, "Oh, Forrest Gump's like such an amazing movie." I saw Forrest Gump. I was like, "Yeah, it was okay." But this lived up to the expectation that I had. Which hype, hype level five hundred? Yeah, don't are we are we ranking hype levels now? <laughs> I, I, I guess. I, no, our hype level has to be um, equivalent to the Dragon Ball Z levels. Uh, it's over nine thousand, but the limit doesn't. 9, David, the limit doesn't exist, though. Okay, you you didn't even take calculus, so yeah. Let's see. Do All, right. I, do, I'm... <laughs> All right. As I said, I watched uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Yep, yep. Had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and did enjoyed it. Yeah. Yesterday, I watched a slapstick comedy. Ooh. Airplane. Oh yeah, oh, airplane's nice. great. Airplane. Yeah, because I remember my dad's like, "Hey, I want to watch Airplane." Like, because he was home for like a night. I was like, "Oh, I guess you're home. I guess I could watch this movie." Sure. Yeah. And it it started out. I was like, because I remember loving this movie, cracking up. Yeah. And then it started out. I was like, "Why did I like like?" What, why did I like this movie? But then, oh, but it like, it was a, a while, slow, yeah. it was a slow burn. But once it got going, I was like, oh, okay, here it is. Yeah. Like Roger, Roger, Clarence, Clarence. I was like, oh god, here it is. <laughs> it, the, the juices are flowing. Man, Airplane does parody right. There are a few parody films that I'm like, this works. Airplane is one of them. Because they just lay it on. Oh yeah, they just don't like, even. They don't even care at the end. They're just like, yep, here we go. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I love airplane. What else have you been watching? Uh, watch the Lions Day. Very oh, yes. uh, salty about that loss. <laughs> um, before this podcast, I watched Gone Girl. Love Gone Girl. It's a good film. Gone Girl. It's a really great film, and it like this is the second time I saw it, and I haven't seen it in a while, and so it still had that effect. I'm mean, like, wow, like, just I can't believe this is a film and this happened, and. Yeah. My my one friend's like, yeah, he stopped talking to women for three months because of he saw this film. I was like, you okay, man? And he's not like, the no, right, not just, the right response to have when you watch this movie. <laughs> I was like, oh god, but it just show just shows how crazy everyone can be, I guess. Yeah. And then um, I watched an hour and a half YouTube video on why Bloodborne is a masterpiece. Oh my god! <laughs> an hour and a half. 
It was an hour and a half. I was like, so I feel like I had to include include it because it was an hour and a half. It's technically like, a spent... film at that point. Yeah, and um, he made all his points. I'm like, I agree. Bloodborne is a masterpiece. I don't know why I just watched an hour and a half of this, but I just feel like I want to play Bloodborne again. And uh, oh goodness. Okay. Um, is that it? Yeah. All right. Well, I have a very short list again this week, guys. Um, obviously we talked about Star Wars, but. It's a little something special this week, guys. Um, Fuller House released its second season. <laughs> yeah, I saw you, you watch. Into this world, huh? How much of this did you watch? Uh, we only got through episode two last night, so that's too too many. Um, I hope you know that. <laughs> horrible! It's horrible. Like it's really, it's a little bit better than season one. A little bit better than season one because there's a character that's actually funny, and you're like, oh wow. There's actual comedy in this season. <laughs> but I love it so much. <laughs> it's atrocious. Every time I watch it, I groan. I'm like, ugh. Oh my god. I don't I don't care about the kids at all. They're so boring. I just want to see what DJ and Stephanie are up to the whole time. But it's like, oh, we gotta we gotta pay attention to this dumb kid who wants to play football now. Ew. Oh great. And there's the <laughs> like Every episode this season, I can already tell, every episode this season is going to be one of those, like, PSA, very special episode kind of, like, shows. Because the first oh, no. episode, they talk about global warming. <laughs> <laughs> the little kid. The little kid. All right, so, so in the first episode, Max, you know, like, the youngest one. Not yep, the youngest yep. one, second youngest one. The, the most charismatic person who's just way too happy to be there. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, best part of the show. Best he really the show. is the best part of the show, actually. Um, but in this episode, in the first episode, he has to do school homework before school because this is taking place right before summer break or right after, right before summer break ends. And he has homework, and man, he, he has to write a paper about how a third grader can make a difference in the world, and. <laughs> And he gets so scared about all the horrible things in the world that he, uh, you know, every, he, then so the family comes in and they're like, you know what, there are a lot of bad things in this world, but we can all work together to make them better. And it's like, I love you guys. Aw, and it's like a hug and then the show ends and I'm like, why do I love this so much? They did it. They solved global war. <laughs> why do I love this show no, so much? Didn't. So right after I'm that episode, we watch, we watch the second episode where the oldest kid wants to play football at school to impress this other girl. Um, and his mom, his mom, DJ, she's like, well, knowing what we know about football now, I don't know that I feel comfortable with you playing football. And so it's like that. It's like that kind of episode. She just kind of saw Will Smith's uh, concussion. concussion? Like, yeah. Well, it's not like that. It's not like, oh, no one should ever play football. It's like, this kid's a little punk. Like, he's like the most scraggly little kid. Like, he would be wrecked if he ever stepped onto a football field. And she, like, knows that. She's like, you have a ping pong body is literally a line in this show. So we're working with top-notch quality writing here, of course. Um, and, uh, yeah. And at the end, it's like, hey, you know... I want you to do things you want to do, but I also need you to be safe. You know, and, and you can be mad at me, but you can't be disrespectful. Cause, and then they hug it out. Um, but yeah. So the family stuff, still cheesy as ever. Um, 
but there are some good parts. Like Steve has a new girlfriend who's exactly like DJ. Her name is CJ, but they're like the same exact person. Because Steve is like the best character in that show. Steve so is the question. best character. Does, does, you're just like, why? What is wrong with this guy? Does Danny Tanner, Uncle Jesse? They're not in it yet. Not are they going to come episodes. back again? Yeah, they're in it at some point. Um, but I'm sorry, who? Alan Thick. Alan Thick was hilarious in his episode. Too bad he's dead. I'm really sad, but... Did you not know he was in an episode? No, I don't. Yeah, he, like, comes in and, like... Because it's double date night at game night, so everyone has, like, a partner and they're playing Okay, game don't night. ruin the rest of the series. No, I, I gotta watch this. I gotta you, tell you. Why are you gonna watch this, <laughs> it's double. It's double date night, and so... Um, CJ, not DJ, CJ is like, hey... I brought a date for you. Hopefully that's okay. And it's Alan Thick. And she's like, is this your dad? And she's like, no, it's my grandpa. <laughs> and so it's like, oh. And every time he talks, he's like, Mike here. I think. <laughs> like, it's, it's so cheesy. It's so horrible. But I love it to death. I just want to watch <clears throat> it all day long. Um, I love Father House. <sighs> nope. Aaron. It's so bad. What have you been watching this week? Is that all you watched That's this week? That's all I watched. <laughs> but I'm so not busy this week. I'm going to binge 2016 movies. I will destroy you, Aaron. Oh, we're on. We're, it's, it's on. It's going to be know? too late for you. Actually, I'm going to have to slow down now because like, I'm, I'm back at home yeah. with my family. See, so. I've always been at home. You you adopted the darkness. I was born into it, right? I am Bane. Uh, you are Batman. <laughs> You know who won in the end? Oh, Bane. That's right. Yeah. No, yeah I Bane stopped did. the movie before the end. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to see the end. What have you been watching, Aaron? Yeah, Aaron, what have you been I, watching? Okay. I watched, on Jacob's recommendation, I watched Creep. Oh, yeah. How'd you like it? It's all right. <sighs> all right. It's like, <laughs> I, it, I, that is Aaron's answer to every single movie. It really is. It really is. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, I don't I think you might have hyped it up a bit more I, I think I than might it deserved, have a little too much for you. But cuz I think it's still it still fell into a lot of the same trappings that a lot of found footage movies do. It does. And a lot of like just kind of like indie small budget movies do. But at the same time I I it, it's very interesting just like the the way they develop this character. I yeah. think they did a very good job like figuring out what his little quirks and stuff would be. And then, you know, I almost wish I had known less going into it. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then, I you know, messed that up for you. <laughs> I mean, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. But because I think even the Netflix like image and yeah, description, all that would have done enough too. like if you were going into this movie completely blind, it would be a very interesting experience. Oh, it's on Netflix? Yeah, yeah definitely watch it. Oh, uh, I can not, do it. We're, we won't say anything about it for you anymore. Then I'm just going to say that... It's you're, you're contradicting yourself right now. No, I'm not going to say anything more about the plot. Or I'm just talking about more about like, the feel whatever. of it. It was wholly uncomfortable from beginning to end, and that was totally what I was looking for at that moment. And so I think that's maybe why it struck so much with me where I'm like, I don't want something like super scary. Like it, there are scary moments, but it's like, this is just mostly just like, uh, you just feel weird the whole time about it. So I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a, there's that one moment in the middle or really like the two moments it gets like uh. uncomfortable and then terrifying, like 
real quick in like two different scenes. Oh God, David, Maybe pull we'll out your headphones. Later, I need to but... know what you're talking about. No, because I, I want to spoil it for podcast listeners either. Just be vague. Be very vague. When he when he tells him the story. Oh yeah, the story is. Oh my God. And then you're later like... when he's trying to uh, get out. Oh yeah. The mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, David, you can put I your. I think that that was the peak of the movie, and then after that, it kind of it, it never like it ended re- after achieved that. that same yeah. height. But the ending also pretty cool. I liked the ending. And apparently, they're getting it's getting a sequel. Yeah, like two sequels. I think they're lined up for. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, it didn't cost them anything to make it, so <laughs> might as right. Well. It's one of those um, <laughs> films. It's like David, a David, come back, <laughs> come back. All right. All right, so I also watched There Will Be Blood. Oh, yeah. We just talked about this last week or two weeks ago now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I was just like, this is a good movie. Yeah, just, I haven't actually you know, seen it. straight up good movie. Like, I've been meaning to watch it for a while now, but I just never had the time because it's so long. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't really feel like three hours when you're watching it because it's, it's such That's an exceptionally made movie. testament to Daniel Day-Lewis, I bet, more than anything. What? That's a testament to Daniel Day-Lewis more than anything. Right, I was just going to say that. I think it's Daniel Day-Lewis keeps you constantly engaged with his performance because he is definitely like one of the best actors of all time, probably. There, I don't think there's any question about that. Daniel Day-Lewis, man, he absorbs himself into everything. You're just like, you're crazy, but we love you. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I yeah. love that film. Right. Highly recommend that. Quick question. So I, I want, okay. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. Should we remake Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter with Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> playing his version of Lincoln? Because that yes. would be the best movie I've ever seen. I hear Abraham... My my buddy loves Abraham... Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Thank you, yeah. And he's like, yes, yeah, like, dude, it's a great film. Like, It's got a little bit of romance, it's got a crap ton of action, there's some comedy. It's just like, it's a great film. It's super underrated. It's like, I mean, you got the, the DVD. I'm gonna have to borrow it. He's like, yeah, man, of course. He's, like, <laughs> oh, he's got the poster in his room. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. No, I'm I'm with him though. This is this is an underrated gem right here. All right, all right. So all recommended right. by me as well, David. <laughs> all right. What do you got, Aaron? Well, what else? So I was gonna say a film I don't recommend. Mm. I watched uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Oh god, how was that for you? It's bad. Just like, <laughs> it's so bad. bad. Have you seen the original? Of course I've seen the original, yeah. I don't know. Some people may have not. Well, I mean, I feel like it's one of those movies that like everyone has seen, more Jake or less. Like, have you not seen it? No, we've talked about this last time. I'm like, I'm going to watch yeah, it for that's... the new one. And then the new one got horrible reviews, so I'm like, yeah, I don't need to watch it anymore. <laughs> I would still watch the first one, but yeah, the, the sequel is watch really bad. Okay. Just like the, the script is horrendous just like all the characters are like so thinly written the dialogue is so poor the plot is nonsensical and yet it's so weird it's like they have like only like 20 minutes of plot in this like two and a half hour movie and yet (laughs) the plot still manages to be like completely incomprehensible it's like i don't know how they managed to do it but they managed to stretch a a thin plot to the point where you can't even (laughs) tell what's happening (laughs) Oh my god. So yeah, it's just it's it's just a mess. Just all around. 
it's trying way too hard to set up a whole like franchise. Oh, like it, guys. like it ends on like a to be continued note. Like it oh, doesn't actually say to be continued. That's never but happening. That's the kind of note they end on. That is never happening. No, not at this point. So it just makes it all the more terrible of a note to end on because like now there won't even be a continuation. <laughs> not that anyone would want it after this film. Okay. I mean, there's a few moments here and there where you're like, okay, there's some pretty decent action going on. Some yeah. Pretty, pretty decent visual effects. Jeff but, like, Goldblum. that's all there is. The rest of it is just so bad. And it takes itself way too seriously, too. Like, I thought yeah. it was going to be kind of cool in the trailers, like, when Jeff Goldblum comes and he's like, they like to get the landmarks. I was like, okay, they're going to be self-aware. They're going to be humorous about this. But That would be too smart no, for them, Aaron. They're, they're taking it way too seriously. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not right. recommended. Nice. So that's another 2016 movie to add to the docket. Yeah, it didn't make it terribly far down my list, because its main fault is just, it's really stupid. boring. <laughs> oh, it's really boring? It's really stupid, what? and it's really boring. <laughs> wow, alright. That's the worst thing a movie can be. Pretty points, like, oh. But yeah. at least, it's, it's bad, it, I think it didn't manage to crack my bottom ten. Wow. Oh, okay. I think it's right outside my bottom ten. <laughs> All right, you must have seen some trash films. Well, uh, are there more Hush coming out? Down there. <laughs> what? Hush is still down there. Like, oh, I. David, watch Hush. It's an amazing film. Aaron is so wrong. You Aaron's... really put it in bottom ten? I think so. It's in my I top have, twenty. I think still. I might have moved it up a little. Actually, it might be higher than bottom ten. You were like really harsh on this movie for like no reason. I, I was, and when I noticed it so low on my list, I'm like, I don't think it was that bad. At least it told a coherent story. Yeah, it I'm makes like, sense. Some of these other ones. <laughs> I will be the I will be the ball breaker. The ball breaker. Okay, Aaron, what else have you got? I watched this film called "I Am Not a Serial Killer." They put it on Netflix. Is that uh, is that the line from the new Bastards movie starring uh, Ed Helms and? <laughs> Do you, have you seen that trailer? I've not seen that trailer. No. Um, where it's like they're like looking for their real dad or whatever, and they like pick up a hitchhiker and they're like, "You just got to promise you're not a serial killer." I am not a serial killer. Why are you emphasizing serial? I am not a serial killer. <laughs> No, okay, never mind. I'm the only one who's seen this trailer. I have I not seen that trailer, no. But <laughs> I did bad. see the, really I bad. am not a serial killer. How is it? It was not what I expected it to be. Because, okay. like, based on the title, you would think it'd be more comedic. Um, yeah. Like, it's, it's still, like, slightly comedic, but it's more of, like, a subtle, dry humor, as opposed to, you know, like... I don't know what I was expecting, Tucker but something Dale. that would, like, make me laugh out loud or something. Yeah. But it's still, it was a very interesting film because it, ha- it has really good atmosphere because it's like a lot of horror. It's mainly horror with a little bit of comedy. Okay. So I thought it had really good atmosphere for a horror film. And Christopher Lloyd is in this. Oh and my God. He does, he does a really good job. It was really fun to watch Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's on Netflix, so I would recommend it. I might give it a look. Is it a 2016 movie? Yes. Oh my god, I hate you. You're catching you're so far ahead. I was I was ahead for a while, but now it's on. And, it's on. And now one final film for the week, which is also a twenty sixteen oh film. Uh Hell or High Water. Oh, how is that? Again, not what I expected it to be. 
Okay. Because, like, I feel like it, it's getting so much critical acclaim and, yeah. like, a lot of award buzz and everything. And I watched it, and I was like, this is a good movie. Definitely. It's a good movie. But at the same time, it felt like it was using a lot of familiar tropes for the okay. Western thing. Like, you got the cop who's like two days from retirement and you got the criminals with the heart of gold stealing to, for their family you know okay so it's yeah. like they're, they're very familiar archetypes in this film and i i wasn't expecting that because i was like i thought this was going to be more uh right. ambitious or adventurous or whatever but it still it finds a way to use those archetypes those familiar archetypes to tell a, a story that still manages to be really gripping and really interesting. And it's very well made, very well directed, very well acted by everyone. So it's still a film I would highly recommend. Okay. It's just also a film that I thought was going to be better than it was. Like I enjoyed it, but I thought I was going to love it. You know? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I feel that. Interesting. But I feel like I'm still interested you know, in seeing it. It's probably going to deserve the awards it gets. Yeah. What ones it does. Is it mostly just a testament to the acting then, for the most part? I think, it's, I think it's a testament to it? the directing and the acting. Okay. Because they're, they're both phenomenal. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. I might end up renting that one soon. Because um, I got... I have so many 2016 movies that are just like on Netflix, on Blu-ray, or just I have rented that I'm just like... This week, I'm going to bust them all out. I've got Everybody Wants Some rented for 99 cents. I'm like, I'll watch that one. There's probably new sales on Vudu. Should check that. Um, so I'm going to win, Aaron. I'm going to win. And uh, We'll see about that. So I trump you all. I don't understand what you're so worried about. <laughs> how, how, many, how many 2016 films have you seen, David? <laughs> He's got to know soon. Because after, not next week, because that's... Star Wars. Then the week after that, we're going to do... You know how we did the halfway point where we talked about all the movies we'd seen to the halfway point? Now we're going to talk about every movie we've seen past the halfway point. And, uh, real quickly, presumably. Yeah, oh yeah, real quickly. We've seen way too many. Um, but, you know, then I think after the week after that, we're going to predict what will get nominated for Academy Awards because that'll be right around that time where they're going to start announcing. Um, yeah. So, yep, we got a good week lined up. I mean, it's awards season, so... A lot of good guys. Awards. Uh, guys, let's move on to uh, the next in our series of our top 10 movies of all time. Uh, David was not here last week. Uh, to refresh you all, my number 10 was Super 8. Uh, Aaron's number 10 was The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Um, Which I was surprised at, number 10. You were surprised it was that high? No, I was surprised it's that low. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, David, since you weren't here last week, would you like to regale us with your number 10 oh. and your honorable well, mentions? So. Start with the honorable mentions. I have one honorable mention because okay. like, uh, when I was thinking of all these movies, I got 11. And I was like, oh, well, wow. I'll just, I'll just cross one out. And I crossed out <laughs> The Dark Knight. Oh, wow. Oh, man. That was, see, we have a very interesting dichotomy here. Dark Knight was not in my honorable mentions at all, and it's not in my top ten. 
David was in his honorable mentions, and Aaron's, come on, guys, we all know it's his number one movie. What? <laughs> so who, who said that? <laughs> You've said it on the podcast several what? times. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's a mystery. <laughs> Building suspense for 10 weeks. <laughs> so that's interesting. That's interesting. All right, well, then what's your number 10, David? Well, making this list, yeah, um, I realized I like a certain type of movie. Mm-hmm. We That's like, happened wow. to both of us as well. Yeah. But my number 10 does not fall in that certain type of movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> my number 10 is Nacho Libre. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, tell, <laughs> us, tell us about Nacho Libre. Because this is kind of how the... we're going to do it. Where we're going to just say our movie and then just kind of talk about it for a while. Why it's our number. So, Because this is... I'm not like, okay... If I say I don't like comedies, then I'm going to sound like an awful person. I enjoy comedies. It's hard. I find it hard to find a comedy that actually that you connect with. I like. I connect with it. No, I'm I'm right there with you, dude. And I I actually laugh out loud and can enjoy and go back to. And Nacho Libre is that comedy that like I haven't seen Nacho Libre in years, probably. And then I saw it literally a month ago with my sister, and I just remember I could tell you every single joke, every single line. Yeah, literally, I was di- like dying. La- I, like I fell off the couch. I think I was laughing so hard one time. Like I was just like, crap. It's just a great movie with a great plot. Jack Black. <laughs> I mean, I know Lacey doesn't agree. With I, I mean, I've only seen like the first twenty minutes, so like I exactly. can't. You have to sit down and watch all of it. You do. I will. Yes. I will count it as a twenty sixteen movie. Here's the thing, guys. I think. It. I think now, guys. Can we all commit? And to it this? will be number one on his ranking. Can we all commit to this? That every movie that's in our top ten, the others have to watch if they haven't seen it yet. So that, is that like a dare? Is that no? It's not a dare. It's just like, hey, these are the movies that matter to us. I think we should see them if we. Were okay, fine. Because I'm gonna make you watch some uh, good movies. <laughs> okay, I think I've mean, seen I every can, movie in my life. Am I gonna be able to acquire these movies? I, like, probably. I own all of the ones that are in my top ten. So. Okay. So wait. So, so on this. So yeah. we got Aaron. He's writing it down. Aaron, would you like to say your number nine while he writes this? Well, I thought David would go ten and number nine. And oh, if he wants go, to, yeah, okay. sure. If he's writing this we down. Can, David, we can do this after. <laughs> Is that all you had on Nacho Libre, though? David? Huh? Is that, <laughs> Is that all, all you wanted had? to say about Nacho Libre? I mean, it's more of an experience than what I can say. So I, you just have to experience Nacho Libre for what sure. it is. Sure. Like, that is, like, one of the most quotable movies of all time. One of. So I bring up quotes from that so many, so so often. It's no how Napoleon you, Dynamite how you nor Hot Rod. I saw how you, you from the... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, David, what's your number nine? Wait, what was your number ten again? Oh my god, my number ten was Super Eight. Super Eight. Okay, guess I'll have to see that movie. Now, no. What's your number nine? My number nine. Uh, a trailer just came out for this. Um... <laughs> it's a movie that's not out yet. <laughs> How great would that be? <laughs> no. <laughs> number but ten. My number, number nine, nine is, just is Rise of Planet of the Apes. Rise, not uh, wait. 
Rise is the first one with James Franco. The first one okay, with okay. James. Because as I said earlier in the podcast, we all got to love a James Franco movie. We all do got to love a James Franco movie. Now, that's interesting because I think Dawn is better, but why do you like Rise so much? That's interesting. It's it's the origin story because this is okay. – this, this, I went and saw this movie and was completely blown away by it. Like I, I didn't think I was going to care that much. I was like, oh, I guess I'll go see it. Like My Agreed. dad just want to go see it. And I was like, wow, like, I really enjoy the series now. Yeah. Like, I I never watched any of the old ones, but this, I was just like, holy crap, like, this is awesome, this is cool, this is interesting. And Jake, um, Jacob led me the Planet of the Apes series one through six, and I am going to watch all one through six of them. Number one is amazing. Number one is One is the only one worth watching. <laughs> uh, I'm going one Yeah, you're probably six. right about I, that, actually. <laughs> If I if I have all six here, I might as well just do. Yeah, them really out. watch but, them because it really gives context to how great these new ones are. Yeah, yeah. By comparison to how terrible so, all the nothing is as bad. Are. None of the six are as bad as Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, though. Let's get that straight right now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, James Franco did a great job in it. It's just well done movie. So that is my number nine. I agree. Um, I love Rise. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't place it near my top 10, but it's definitely a, an enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. All right, Aaron, what's your nine? All right. This is a film that I feel like you guys haven't seen this film. Okay. Both because it's an older film. It's like a kind of an unconventional film for what we talk about Okay. on this podcast. It and it's also, it's a rain. film that even I myself was very shocked to see make my top 10 is it singing in the rain it is not singing in oh, the rain. No. no i thought i was gonna guess it right okay never mind sorry sorry but this is this is when i was making this list it's like i decided to not go with the films that i felt like i rewatch over and over and over again but more the films that i felt had a profound impact on my life that's what i did with mine as well aaron and it was not really right. Not- I'm not. <laughs> yeah. We're not bashing you, you David. That was just a very, you, funny to you go. You live a that. very uh, interesting life, David. <laughs> if not really right, was your major influence. Wow. I mean, that, How that's, that's not a criticism in any way. I'm like. <laughs> no, I'm just that's you amazing. You know who I am as a person. <laughs> I, I know who you are. So what is it, Aaron? You're leaving us but, in suspense here. So this is the man who shot Liberty Balance. Oh my god, okay. I know of this movie. I've not seen it. And who shot Liberty. Yeah, I'm going to actually write these down, too. This oh, one is wow. fun. Oh, you know. I'm not going to hold up the podcast while I do it. Anyway. This, is, this is one that was actually on the list. Let's see. So oh, you okay. actually have this on a list already. Okay. So this is a film that I watched during that Western film class that I've talked about on here before. Okay. And so I think this is also kind of like a film that I only fully appreciated because it came at a certain point in that class. Like I had been learning so much about what the Western represents like for America, just mm-hmm. like the, the meaning, the heroes and everything that we have drawn out of that kind of mythification of the west right and yet this is a film that kind of like deconstructs that myth like Hmm. i can't i don't want to 
I want to be careful when I'm talking about this film because I don't want to spoil what the big moment of the film is because the whole film like hinges on this one moment. Okay. But this is a film that really just completely changed the way I thought about what it meant to like be an American and what it meant to be a political person because it's a very uh, political film. And in some ways, it's kind of like this contrast, like this, this, this conflict between this conservative, the conservative values of America and the more liberal progressive values. And it's just very interesting in the way that it, it uh, you know, opposes them to one another through these two characters played by uh, John Wayne and uh, James Stewart, I believe okay. is the other one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, this is getting in my head now. We watched a documentary about Westerns in one of my classes, so there were clips from this. I know what this movie is now. I don't know anything about it, though, so I'm on the same Pause. <laughs> yes. Pause. I s- Naturally, Ray is a good choice for a we're movie not- that impacted my life because... We're not. We were just... <laughs> I shut up. Say, shut up. <laughs> we're not saying... Shut up. <laughs> Let me finish. Shut up. Shut up. Because... <laughs> It profoundly impacted my life because it, it provided me with a comedy that I actually enjoyed, and that's not something that. that I find easily. So therefore, it did. We're not like making fun of you for picking Lazar Libre. It was just funny to hear like those things go in, like something that profoundly impacted my life. He's like, "Me too," and that's like not your Libre. Like that can profoundly impact your life. I think it was just funny hearing that juxtaposition. Especially for me, I also re- who doesn't like I also wrestled my freshman year, not because of Nacho Libre, though. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> okay. So you can get his full outfit. <laughs> Back to Nacho! the man who shot Liberty Valance. Sorry. <laughs> Back to it now. Back to it. So yeah, it's just this very interesting conflict between these two like ideologies. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of... It, it made me, I think, in my opinion, it made me a lot more sympathetic and compassionate to like to people who I normally would like think are like maybe like outdated or I'm not sure quite how to phrase this, but just like people I would disagree touch. with on okay. kind of what you say? Okay. Like uh like what you would consider out of touch. Yeah. Okay. And I and I think it's interesting and this film kinda like maybe exposes why there seems to be this kind of like certain way of thinking in our country contrasted with this other way of thinking, just like kind of what we did surrounding this myth of the West that we've built so much of our country on. And I just think it's a very powerful film in that respect in the way that it shows this compassion and understanding of these two views and kind of represents like, what America was, what it has become, what it will become, and all of this in this single film that has, it's both, like, tragic and comforting at, like, the same time. Oh, wow. And it's just very powerful how it does that. And so I, I I just think this film, even though I've only ever seen it once, and it's not a film I feel like I would rewatch very often, Mm-hmm. but it just had such a profound impact on the way I thought about myself and about how I thought and interacted with other people. So that's why I made my top 10. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That makes me excited to see this movie. Um, 
Yeah, it's exciting. All right. Awesome. Um, kind of in the same vein, I guess, um, for mine, for my number nine. Uh, <laughs> number nine? Number nine? That's good. That's good Beatles meme for you. <laughs> um, in the same kind of, like, I've only seen it once, but it greatly impacted me. Um, and I've actually seen it recently, but I just was like, this is this is an important movie to me. And that's Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. And, yeah, so... I, I told bird? you this would, this would so be... So wait, Bird? Is it called Birdman? Birdman, yeah. parentheses, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance is the title of the film. Alright. Um, now, I talked about this... I don't know if you were on this, David, on this podcast, but I talked about it when I first saw it, and I was like, this movie is pretentious as hell, man. It's so pretentious. But, I don't remember you talking about this at all, so probably Yeah, not. so I don't think you were on it. Um, and I think that's the biggest obstacle to get over with this film. It's just like, it's it's so like cerebral in a way that's also like, film is stupid. <laughs> but also, like, hey, that's not really what they're trying to get at. Um, that's more just like these ideas of these characters and it's such an interesting character study because it works on like three different levels I think as a film it works on the level of um, god I can't remember his name Michael Keaton (coughs) as just an actor like just as an in-depth look into like him and like Mm -hmm. hey he was Batman for all this time he can't get out of his shadow of Batman this is like he I'm not sure I don't think this part was written for him, but it feels like it was. Like, it's such a... It feels so intimate for him, where he's trying so hard to do these artsy things to get out of that shadow of just being this blockbuster hero, this actor who who can't really act. Um, he's, you know, he's doing this, this play that he just wants to get off the ground, um, but, you know, people don't go see it because they care about the play. They go see it because, hey... That's the guy who played Birdman, and it's really kind of sad, and um, it's really, I mean, the movie itself is sad. I'm not trying to paint it as, like, this is a depressing movie, (laughs) but I think it deals with uh, even things like depression and things um, of that nature in a way that's impactful, and every character in this movie, no one in this movie is good, which is also, everyone... I don't want to say that. Every character in this movie is flawed. Um, You have Emma Stone, who I think is absolutely great in this movie, who plays more of, like, us, I think. Like, us three, she's definitely the us in that story. Like, this generation, um, who's like... Okay, I I got what you're saying. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying we are Emma Stone, you know, like, uh, lighten up every time we get a chance or anything. But um, she definitely plays the antithesis of Michael Keaton's like older sense this is how you make it you prove you're a good actor and she's like no that's not how you make it anymore you make it just by being you like you are you and that's how you make it and either people love you or they don't and that's it and it's just kind of there's just so many like weird themes and ideas in this movie that are so well done and on top of that it's so beautifully shot and so beautifully made and the whole movie is in one take uh, yeah, one take. Um, right, right. There are some obvious 
kind of it's like especially especially the time when it like turns from day to yeah, night day and night then day again game. you're like okay yeah you kind of broke it but yeah um understandably you had to do it for yeah i mean you can't reasons. you can't just do a two-hour movie on one take you'd <laughs> you'd lose your mind no, no you actually had to film that entire day night day yeah in there you couldn't you couldn't even do a time lapse no nope. you had to actually make this yep. like a 48 hour film <laughs> But David, it's very much like Charlie Day, Char- or Charlie Work. Charlie Work is like a parody of this film, almost in a way. Except it wasn't, though. It wasn't? As I found out. Like, yeah, they they made it before Birdman even came out. <laughs> oh my god, alright, well that's awesome then. It was just very serendipitous. So, so this movie's actually a parody of Charlie Work. It feels it so much like Birdman. They had to know because they have like the same jazz music in the background. No, like they didn't. How did you I, not I, know I at that point? As soon as I saw the episode, I was like, "That was actually a pretty good parody of Birdman." But they did not know about Birdman at that time. Wow, that's awesome. Um, but everyone has a great acting turn in this. You've got, of course, Michael Keaton. Emma Stone's great. Edward Norton is insanely good in this movie. Like he. God, he does some really messed up things in this movie. <laughs> but, like, just one thing where you're just like, uh, don't know if I like your character anymore, but you are an awesome, this is an awesome performance. Um, and, uh, Office, girl from The Office, uh, Michael's wife, Michael's wife, oh, Holly, uh... Holly. I don't remember her name, but she's in this, she does really well. Um, and there's just one scene in this movie that, like, when I saw it, I'm like, this film is outstanding. And it's when the reviewer, like, writes a bad review. What? Amy Ryan. Amy Ryan. All right. The uh, re- reviewer, like, writes a bad review of his play, and he just goes off on her. And then she just has that one moment where she just comes back at him and is like, yeah, well, you're not even really, like, a real actor. And he just, like, goes into, like, the spiral of depression. And you're like, holy crap, this movie's horrible. <laughs> also it's real so i mean that's just one of those things where you're like this is just how life is and uh alejandro g inaritu god what an amazing director i cannot wait to see what he does next because like the have Revenant, you seen more of his work uh before i haven't no birdman i would recommend it as well i i, I definitely need to because God dang it birdman is so good i don't even like want to talk about it too much because a lot of the things that happen in it are like, well, this is like symbolism for this and all this stuff, and, you know, the ending even is just like, even though it doesn't matter what happens, it's just still kind of interesting to think about what really happens. Um, And just, this is one that I will see myself going back to, but not, like, every year or anything. This will be like, every once in a while, I'll pop it in and be like, yeah, this is this is a quality film. But like I was saying, can't wait to see what Alejandro Gianredo does next, because this is great. Um, Revenant is great, even though it's not quite as good as Birdman, but still. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's, that's our top tens. Next week, we're going to do number eight. Um, that's how numbers work. That's how numbers work. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday was Thursday, Thursday, tomorrow will be Saturday, Saturday. That's a little bit of Friday by Rebecca Black for you. All right, guys. Now let's move on. I mean, I could I could tolerate the Beatles, but what? You, 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 no, no, don't ever say I can tolerate, I can, I can tolerate the, Beatles. the Beatles memes. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's what I meant. That's what <laughs> I meant. Right. I could tolerate get... you making <laughs> Beatles references, <laughs> guys. 
gotta keep it rolling. Gotta my keep head it is rolling. starting to really hurt. So. Oh, I'm sorry, David. Uh, that's good, um, but we just got, we got to power through. Okay, we can power one through. One take. One take. Um, we like always do this in one take. <laughs> just like the movie. Not always. <laughs> there have been times. Oh, that's true. Um, so, guys. David, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to restart. Um, no. Um, so, it's Bad Movie of the Week, guys. I have the Bad Movie, and it's a film from last year. Um, a film that I, I was maybe too nice to. Um, when it first came out, because I gave it the benefit of the doubt as a film, and I realize now I shouldn't have. Um, and that is Hot Tub Time Machine Two. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. So Hot Tub Time Machine Two is not a movie. <laughs> I don't know if you can consider it a movie when its plot is so incoherent. You don't understand what happened by the end of it. So, this movie. Uh huh. Let me me read off this cast. Because obviously, have you seen Hot Tub Time Machine 1, guys? I've seen part of it. Hot Tub Time Machine 1. Pretty good. The first one's pretty good. Yeah. It's it's way better than this crap. It's it's watchable. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It has a few good jokes. (laughs) Um, So, the movie. It's a movie, that's for sure. It's true. This one, not sure if it is a movie. All right, so we've got Rob Codry, uh, Craig Robinson, Clark Duke, Adam Scott, who, I mean, Adam Scott makes this movie better just by being in it. So, like, he's the Except only enjoyable he didn't part. It's the, make it better than the he's the only one. enjoyable part. Um, then we got Jillian Jacobs um, and Chevy Chase. <laughs> just, I mean, Chevy Chase, of course, was in the first one. But also Colette Wolf, who... I was trying to remember why she looked familiar in You're the Worst. And it's because she's in this. I'm like, okay. Oh, I, I always think of her from uh, Interstellar. She has, like, a very, very bit role. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Because um, I haven't seen Hot Top Time Machine course, 2. Because Kamel uh, Nanjiani is also in it. Because I think he'll be in anything as well. <laughs> yep. Um, yes, he will. <laughs> can't wait to see Teacher Fight. <laughs> What? It's going to be bad, but I'm excited. Um, so, this movie. I don't even know how to start describing this movie. So, in the first one, they, they, they go back in time. They change their lives, and they're all happy now. So, John Cusack, not in this one. But they're looking for John Cusack the whole time. So, it's like, okay. So, you couldn't even like just write him out of the movie. Like, he's still a major part of this film. But, like, he's not even in it. So, okay. But the way they go around that is by having Adam Scott play his son. And so they, in the future, so they have, like, this, like, vision of someone shooting Rob Codry in the, in the nuts, basically. Um, so they're like, we've uh-huh. got go, to go back in time and stop that from happening. But they accidentally go so far forward. And it's like, well, well now what? So we've got to find um, uh, John Cusack's character. So they go and try and find John C- John Cusack's character. So they go to John Cusack's house from, like, whatever. And, oh, he doesn't live there anymore. But his son does. And, like, well, we, we gotta ha- you got to help us find your dad or whatever. And he's like, all right. So he, like, joins them. And, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> yeah. But then they never, they never find him. No, they never find him. Um, what actually happens is Adam Scott's character is the one who shoots Rob Codry 
in the nuts. <laughs> but they think it's John because they look so much alike, which they don't. <laughs> so it's like, well, that's automatically, that doesn't make any sense, but all right. And the reason, guys, the reason Adam Scott shoots him is because he has sex with his fiance the day before their marriage, played by Jillian Jacobs. Rob Codry does. And so he does that, and which is completely out of character. I mean, Rob Codry, he's like a dirty man for both of these movies, but completely out of character for him to do this to someone that he considers a friend by the end of this movie, because this happens at the end of the movie. So you're like, oh, you're friends now, and then you do this? Like, what? What? And, oh, don't worry, there are, like, really uncomfortable, like, <laughs> being gay is gross jokes. <laughs> don't worry, there's those in here, because we haven't gone past that as a society yet for some reason. Oh, oh, and don't worry, we'll get, uh, we'll, we'll get some really good, uh, some really good, just, oh, yep, just nudity, just random nudity for no reason. Okay, yeah, it's a joke, guys, that's, a, that's what we call a joke. Okay, in oh. Airplane, there's random nudity for no reason. I totally, I was, I was yeah. cracking, I was cra what do you mean, yeah, of course no, I mean, like, I mean there is, but like, I don't know, I feel like it works in Airplane, it doesn't work in this. <laughs> And air, like, all of a sudden, like, the plane just loses it, and all of a sudden, these tits just start flapping in the screen. It's like, whoa, gosh, my 12-year-old sister's right there. Like, <laughs> my dad's well, like, oh. your first mistake was watching yeah. it with your 12-year-old yeah. sister. Well, no, my dad's like, oh, she can watch it. I'm like, okay, you say so. Anyway, back to Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Um, no one cares to be in this movie. You can tell no one's like cares. They're like, oh, stupid little. It'll be a fun meme, guys. We'll just uh, be in Hot Tub Time Machine too. Which you can tell the only reason this movie got made was because they wanted to call it Hot Tub Time Machine Three, and the studio wouldn't let them. That was their only joke. That was their only joke did in they, the whole movie. Did they really want to do that? Yeah, just to mess with people and be like, oh, it's like a time joke or whatever. But the studio's like, you can't do that. And I feel like that's the only thing they thought through before this got put into the green light. And they're like, okay, oh crap, we need to write a movie now. <laughs> like, so it's just a bunch of gross-out gags the whole time. Not like good ones either. Just like horrible ones that aren't funny or entertaining or creative. Or anyone put any work into it all. You know, it, it's just an abysmal film. And I was way too nice to it because I'm like, I like the first Hot Tub Time Machine. Maybe I like this one. I watched it and I'm like, there were some okay parts in it. The story makes no sense. L literally nothing makes sense in this movie because then they go to the future, which is actually the past. And then they just, I don't even know. I heard, I heard about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like nothing makes sense in the end. So. Uh, but does it ever? And then there's, like, a weird, like... Good movies, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about our life in general. Oh. Uh, there's a weird cliffhanger okay, in yeah. this film. Like, they wanted to make a three. Or, like, Rob Codry, they, like, send him back in time, but only him, so that way he can live or whatever. Then he comes back, he's like, we gotta go fight some dinosaurs or something, or aliens or something. And they're like, yeah! And they, like, all jump into the hot tub time machine swirl or whatever. And then the movie ends. So it's like Independence Day too. That's the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't like oh, I'm, never mind. I'm not gonna spoil the end of Insurgence because that's really recent, or Resurgence or whatever. I know the end. I, 
I didn't care, so I just kind of looked up what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, that's Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Uh, don't see it. It's horrible, and uh, you'll hate yourself. Yeah. Most most people knew mm. that without seeing it. You this know, is what I people, was... This was during that's my period. That's why they period. didn't pay, pay to see it this in theaters. During, no, no. This is during my period where I was like, I'm going to see a new movie in theaters every week. So no matter what, but you only kept that going for like the months when like nothing good ever comes out. No, I kept that up all year last year, literally all year. Oh, you you dropped the the video reviews. Yeah, what you did. Yeah, no, because I'm like I I have nothing to talk about with the Lazarus effect. It's so freaking boring. But we'll get to that one eventually, I'm sure. (laughs) Guys, let's move on to the fault in your stars, Aaron. You got a little got a little review for us. I do. What what is it? What is it this week? I do. I have I have a few. Okay. I have a few. Alright. Okay. Okay. Alright. Four stars. Alright. This movie is built like a play. Do you take a Shakespeare play literally? No. Don't take this movie literally <sighs> oh, either. Sweet and God. it will make you feel and think about life. Much needed today. That's just that's just one. Anytime yeah, they compare themselves it. to Shakespeare, it. it's never a good sign. <laughs> Do you already know it, David? Yep, I already got it. Do you I, want to guess? No, no, no. Give give me some time here. I don't know what that. I don't know what that is. Right. Five stars. Yeah. I loved, loved, loved this movie. It's one of the most original films I have ever seen, and certainly one of the most beautiful looking. It made me look at life differently. It made me realize I need to move on from why own grief. It's deeply affecting. I think reviewers see too many movies and wind up anointing the obvious anti-commercial little movies. What this movie does so brilliantly is manage to have real insight and originality while keeping us boldly entertained. And what is wrong with them? Blank's performance is devastating. He fully embodies what what a man in that character's position would experience, but instead, the critics love the fake working-class bleep in another film that I'm sure the writer knows nothing about, fake Boston accents and all. Not this movie, though, pushed in a theatrical way, is much more honest. Go see it. You'll get it. Unless you are a critic. The domino chains alone... Are worth the price. Yeah, of it's it's collateral beauty. Did you guess that too, David? No, the B movie suited every single one of the statements that he said. <laughs> oh my god, one of these weeks is going to be the B movie too. <laughs> so I was, but yeah, collateral beauty is uh, my is, second choice. Is he saying to go see this movie for the domino chains alone? <laughs> <laughs> like that's not a reason to go see. You can literally look that up on YouTube for free. Yep. Well, yep. What is with like don't, critic don't bashing take it, in this country? Don't take it literally, Lacey. Yeah. Just you, you can't take it literally. Would yeah. you? Do you take a Shakespeare play literally? <laughs> I mean, yes, most people do. In yeah. a sense. <laughs> most people do, but then there's like another layer. Like there's like layers to Shakespeare. Like like there's a sense like there's a sensible plot. Oh my god. There's, there's like an actual plot. Like an there. onion no. with 
Legos? No. No. Like ogres? No. <laughs> no. No. Guys, this oh, has been. Wait, let, let me. I want to okay. talk about my tweet of the my tweet of the week. The first. tweet of the week. I'm still, right. I'm still very confused wait. though about this. Oh, okay. I, I I think reviewers see too many movies and wind up anointing the obvious anti-commercial little movies. I don't know what that means. What what are you either. what are you talking about? <laughs> so I wanted to say this real quick. What is with the bashing of critics nowadays? Like everyone's like critics just don't understand. This is a movie I, for the fans. I mean, I feel like like critics it's are a fans. Larger problem with people not listening to people with uh, experience. Uh, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. authority. <laughs> That's people who know what they're talking about. There seems to be kind of like a backlash <clears throat> against. That. It's because people In feel like general, they're being called stupid if if they th- they like something when really there's a difference between a movie being bad and being enjoyable. Right. I th- I think. Critics are kind of people who have spent their life watching films. They understand what makes a film work. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, like any skill, it's something that you get better at by doing more of. Yeah. So pretty much the more films you watch, the more you spend time critically analyzing them, the better yeah. you're going to get at that. And that's how critics get into the position they are in. Yeah. But like, so I think a lot of people just don't seem to watch movies in the right way like what you're saying like they don't seem to differentiate between something that can be enjoyable and something that can be quality like like suicide squad like when that whole thing was happening we need to remove rotten tomatoes what was there was like a petition like oh we gotta we gotta take down reviewers reviews of suicide squad no because Suicide Squad is not good, guys. It's enjoyable. It, that doesn't mean it broke it's my good. it broke my friend's top ten who came over today. It hit nine. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, that's his that's his opinion. I mean, it it is it, favorites are you know what you enjoy the most. So not what the best is. So. All right, guys. Um. Oh, sorry. What were you saying? Aaron? I was just saying that's what exactly what we were saying though. Is like it can be your favorite, yeah. but that doesn't make it good. Exactly. Exactly. Um. David, you want to pimp out that tweet when I uh, pimp out your Twitter? All right, guys, this has been episode 32. This has been episode 32 of Reboot Already Underway, our second Christmas episode of 2016. Guys, it's almost 2017. We've been doing this for almost a whole year, almost. I mean, we're getting there. Um, know, what, know what this means? we got to cut it now. we got to cut, cut our losses and just run. <laughs> no. Go out on top. Yep. Or, you um, know, like, slightly above bottom, yeah. wherever we're at. Sure. Have we... <laughs> I don't know. Um, guys, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find us at RebootArtyUn on Twitter. Uh, we tweet the episodes out. Um, also on SoundCloud, iTunes, you can listen to us there. Uh, David, if you want to find him around the internet, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter. Um, David, what, what do you want to pimp out? Your tweet of the week? Oh, yeah, so... My uh, buddy Lucas tweets, I finally have Netflix for the first time. Heart emoji with the heart eye emoji. My life is ogre. So I naturally reply back with this great gif of Shrek. Oh, hello. I don't know. I just thought I was cracking up and got a whole bunch of (laughs) favorites because he said ogre. So I got to call him out. Yeah. Wait, did he? So he was an actual typo. 
Yeah, it was an actual typo, and I just <laughs> had a. So I'm just like, I thought tweeting. he was just really Whenever I see Shrek. him, I'm just like, tweeting Shrek. Jeff's oh. at him. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, awesome. Mean, you just gotta appreciate it. Yeah. Beware, Twitter. If oh. you tweet at me uh, something misspelled, I will take advantage and send you Jeff's. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, if we yes. want to find you around the internet, we can find you at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Also, uh, this clever blog name is already taken. Are you planning on writing a Star Wars review or no? I probably will write one. Okay. T- tomorrow. Yeah. And by tomorrow, it will probably be out by the time this is out. So. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. And if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jacob Scott Music on Twitter, Jake Lace on that there, Tumblr. Um, and guys, thank you for listening. We'll see you again next week with a brand new episode. We're going to talk about Star Wars spoilers. So your homework for this week, enjoy Christmas. So Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah, um, Happy Kwanzaa. Um, and if you don't celebrate any of those, Happy Week. Just have a good week. Um, this, this is this is why people say happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> you know what? I want to be inclusive. All right, I want to be inclusive. That, happy holidays. That, that's what it <laughs> represents. Happy holidays, guys. Good night, internet. Um, from all of us here at Reboot Already Underway. We'll see you again next week. Go watch Star Wars. Goodbye.